Hi, everybody. My name's Jeremy, and gosh, if we couldn't talk about national treasures and how important they are. And of course, I'm talking about Gauntlet. This is my evening beverage, and guess what? It's coming up right after the woo. Hey everybody, Jeremy here, your possibly long-lost cousin, I suppose. I'm not really sure, but I'm telling you right now, if you're Irish, there's a good chance we could be related. I'm not saying it's a great chance, but gosh, I'm implying it's better than slim to none. So today I thought we could talk about something important, and somebody had asked me why I keep doing my evening beverages, and it's pretty simple. Sometimes it's too early in the morning for me to even want to make coffee. And granted, I started doing this show as kind of a way to get out of bed every day because I was all like, uh, not so much uh, boo-hoo, wise me. It was more like, uh, gosh, I really need to focus on something so I have something to do with myself every morning. And then I would go and work out. I mean, I wouldn't talk about my workout, though, because that would just be rude. No one really wants to hear about your workout, especially me. I'm just kidding. If you work out, we're fine. So anyway, today I thought we could kind of go with the way, way back machine. And I'm not talking about Mr. Peabody and Sherman. I'm just talking about little Jeremy, uh, maybe around circa eight or nine. It's kind of tough to say, but this was during my father's phase of finding as many coupons as possible in a newspaper so he could take me and my brother to do fun things. That would also work out for him, too. So, anywho... Uh, we used to go to Chuck E. Cheese's when we were kids. And a lot of you were like, oh, yeah, Chuck E. Cheese's that place where kids can be a kid. And it's true now, especially because it's basically nothing but token re- or ticket rewards. Uh, so you get kind of like toys that are almost a step up from Carnival Fair. But, you know, they're not really that much better. It's still very likely that someone is trying to hawk these to you for $5 per item. Now... Chuck E. Cheese, what do they do well? Well, they get kids in a safe environment where they can play and do their things. But back in the day, they actually used to be an arcade. And it was kind of more of a barcade, too, believe it or not. So when I was younger, my father would take my brother and uh, me to Chuck E. Cheese's. And him and my uncle would sit and watch Sunday football. Which was kind of interesting for them because, you know, they weren't kids. So they weren't at a place where kids could be a kid. Unless you're that one dining group area where they serve beer. That's the place where adults could watch football. So it all worked out for everyone in the end. But thanks to the power of this coupon, uh, what happened was is my dad was able to get a 24-cup pizza, uh, two pitchers of Bud Light, which, you know, whatever, it's beer. So adults were happy back then that they were saving money because it was a recession, for God's sakes. But... So they would have the pizza and the beer, but what came with it was 300 magical tokens that came in kind of better than Dixie Cups cups, but they were bigger, and they weren't the kinds that you use to, like, you know, rinse your mouth out or whatever after you brush your teeth. So we would eat, and my brother and I would feign interest in the football game because, I mean, we were, like, eight and six at the time. And then all of a sudden, uh, we would be given these little cups of tokens, and it was a most magical time for us all. Uh, But before I get into that real quick, as you know, this is my evening beverage. Uh, This show would be a lie unless I took a sip of my drink halfway through or I guess three minutes and 25 seconds through. It's later than that if you're trying to time it. I can't really help this, folks. This show keeps going and so do I. I'm like the Energizer buddy from hell. Hold on one second. Here we go. Newcastle Engage. Well, that was a productive waste of three seconds. Um... So, video games and Chuck E. Cheese's, believe it or not, back in the day, it wasn't like, uh, 
hit the bowl with the hammer kind of games for tokens or like really bad versions of dance dance revolutions that involve spiders that you stepped on i mean i don't understand where these came from but they scared the living hell out of me but they spit out tickets which is something my son's interested in because he loves cheap little toys that he can win and i love getting 200 tokens for five dollars so it all works out for everyone because if my kid can't get something with the 200 tokens that i got we're all doomed so basically the layout of the Chuck E. Cheese was what were the most popular arcade games at the time? Now you would have your Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. You would have your X-Men, which I've talked about on the show with the Wolverine Berserker Barrage thing that he did, which had nothing to do with the cartoon or the comics whatsoever. And it was really kind of scary. Once in a while, you'd see a Tron at one of these places. And Tron was one of those cabinet games that had like the little spinny wheel where you as a child were just completely enthralled by this thing. It's like it spins and it's shiny. What do I do with it? Um, Sometimes, though, that Tron game would be taken up by someone who you kind of knew wasn't there with the child. And I'm not saying it was one of those dudes that just loved Tron, but I'm definitely implying that he had an unhealthy relationship with Tron the movie and Tron the game. Uh, constantly keeping tokens on front of it and saying, I'm sorry, this machine's mine. That actually really happened, too, which was really scary for me as a nine-year-old because I didn't understand who this person was. Like I said, I may have been eight. I don't exactly remember. It kind of gets fuzzy once in a while. So, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, Tron, X-Men, Street Fighter at some point later on in the future. But of all the games that there were, Sitting Alone, all the way to the left by like kind of a almost a little balcony thing where there were four chairs sitting around. It was a cocktail cabinet. And a cocktail cabinet, for those of you, and I could be totally explaining this wrong at this point, but I'm on my third beer, so you're going to have to deal with it. Uh, A cocktail cabinet is a cabinet that just kind of faces up towards the ceiling, and it looks like a little table where you could put a drink on it. So what you would do at this point is, is that you could sit around this table with three other people and play one of the greatest national treasures in American history. Ladies and gentlemen, Gauntlet. So I actually recently brought up Gauntlet as a joke uh, the other day, but that's kind of what spawned this episode. So here we go. Gauntlet was a game where you could choose what kind of class you wanted to be, whatever color you wanted to be, and all that good stuff. And I always remember Gauntlet fondly by hearing the the phrases, Red Warrior needs food badly. And sometimes I turn it into Rem Warrior needs food badly because... You know, I like to throw my name into things because I have nothing better to do with my spare time. So one day, my father actually walked out, and he was still interested in video games at this point, though he was a, I want to say, recovering addict. Uh, My mom used to tell this story about my dad when I was like, you know, probably one or two at the time, and she used to tell me later on in life, of course, that he was obsessed with the Atari, and he was always trying to beat the Star Wars game on the Atari or Pong or something like that. So my mom made him give it up. Rip, Dad. We all miss you. But later on, you know that he played Mario Kart and all that other stuff. And these are kind of games that you could play with friends, and you know, you really didn't need a whole lot of skill to play, though you could be very skillful, and my father always was that. So for a blessed hour and a half, I sat with my brother, my father, and my uncle at a Chuck E. Cheese while they drank beer, and we all got to play this Gauntlet cabinet game. Now, I can't really tell you what Gauntlet was about, because... I just remember going through different levels as I think I was an archer because I was like, ooh, it's cool. I have arrows and I'm green or whatever. And that was kind of neat. 
but I don't really remember much of the gameplay because there was really little back then. Um, but I can tell you throughout the years, Gauntlet's made many different appearances. Uh, Gauntlet Legends and the Gauntlet Dark Legacy expansion were two that I actually played. And I believe at one point they made Dark Legacy its own like uh, separate thing for the Xbox and PS2. I could be wrong, though. I'm not sure. What I can tell you, though, is that the eight or nine year old version of me had the most fun in his life playing a video game with my father and my uncle and my brother. And that's how I'm always going to remember Gauntlet. Now, I can't tell you details, but I can tell you I had a whole lot of fun. And I can definitely remember my father kind of nudging me like while I was in my chair trying to get me to like not do as well because he wanted to do better than I'm. Which is something that actually occurred later on in life when my brother, uh, my father, and my sister and I were playing rock band. And I was doing really well at the drums, and my brother was super pissed off because, you know, he wanted to be good at something, and he wasn't. He's like, I play the guitar. I should be able to play rock band. It's like, well, I don't play the drums, and I'm doing okay. So... Gauntlet kind of brought together my family in one of those weird moments that continued to happen throughout the years, but it kind of sparked this thing where I realized this game is the reason why I love action RPGs so much, like Diablo, uh, more recently Dragon's Crown on the Vita or PS3. I mean, if you haven't played Dragon's Crown, that's like one of the best like RPG-type brawler games with classes that you could play. I mean, now granted, they got a lot of crap because they drew uh, the sorceress's boobs really big for some reason, but I mean, they're Japanese, and they do stuff like that all the time. I don't know why people were upset. But Gauntlet kind of spawned all these other games, like, in a sense, and, uh, you know, like, Miss, uh, what was it? Dungeons and Dragons... Uh, I can't remember. There's a brawler game that Dungeons and Dragons made like years later that I actually have on Steam, and I don't know why I'm not exactly just kind of clicking Steam to look in my library because I own the game. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons Chronicles of Mistara. That's what it is, and, and that kind of reminds me of Gauntlet too, because it's one of those side scroller games where you're just like kind of killing stuff and doing what you can. But Gauntlet started as a top-down game, and it's just kind of progressed throughout the years, like we all have to, uh, especially with these different genres of games that we keep seeing come back and back, and they have to stay fresh. But I can tell you that as a child, even though I played Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, it will never be in such high regard as Gauntlet, the cocktail cabinet. And that's about all I really have to say on that. I kind of wish that there was more meat and potatoes, but when you get older and you like think it back on your youth, you're kind of like, huh, did that really happen? Or is this like kind of a false memory that I'm having? But I can tell you, I don't remember the gameplay, but I remember eating the pizza and I remember the beer that I didn't get to drink because I was a little kid, of course. And I do remember playing Gauntlet. It was a lot of fun. Uh, so if you ever kind of go through like those old arcades of the past, like there's a whole bunch of them in America still that curate these games and they still have like some of them somewhere. And granted, it's, it might be somewhere that might smell like pee. Uh, stop in and play these games because a lot of these games from like the 80s and early 90s are like still some of my favorites this day. I might not be able to remember them clearly, but I can sure as hell tell you that I had a ton of fun playing them and wasting any allowance money I ever had. Anyway, uh, I'm down to roughly one sip of beer, and I think I'll just finish it here. Ah, terrible podcasting. Uh, but anyway, if you want to reach the show, feel free to send a mail to MMC as in my morning coffee at ninjapancake.com. And I have to tell you, I'm just pleased as punch as always to be a part of the Ninja Pancake Family Podcast. We have so many different podcasts, you don't even know where we're coming from. We're like ninjas popping out of nowhere, throwing some flapjacks in your ears, maybe? I don't really know. 
If you like our shows, though, feel free to listen to shows like uh, Collecting What Remains. It's not up on the site yet, but it might be one day if I'm not lazy. Uh, we also have other shows like Bombshell Jackets, which is actually how Collecting What Remains kind of became a thing for uh, on top of that, we're going to be adding in some different things. Uh, I'm going to be doing a show that's going to be launching probably tomorrow after you listen to this. It's called On the Griddle, where I take a couple of my friends from the site, and we talk about things that we do outside of what we do on the site, I guess. I don't really know how talk shows work, but gosh, if I'm not trying my hardest. Anyway, uh, I think we're about over 11 minutes now, so I just wanted to say, hey, thanks for listening. Visit the website. Say hi to everybody, and if you want... You can kind of follow me on Twitter at Rapidsy. Sometimes I say something clever, and sometimes I say something prophetic, but most of the time I don't say anything that makes sense to anyone but me. Uh, anyway, I love you. Have a good day. Yeah. Bye now. Yeah.